0: on CBS Sports with the Ryan Campbell, and it is back with the Boxing Edition, all box all the time, a gift to the people.
1: people.
0: Back with another big one this week, we got big interviews, we got big breakdowns of all things Tyson Fury's wild return against know his name now, Valine. Break down how the lineal heavyweight champion had to walk the tightrope. Some big performances over the weekend, including Devin Haney. We'll look ahead to find out whether Rafe Books cares about arguably the loneliest weekend in boxing history. Didn't we just say that? And we got a pair of good interviews. September 28th, of course, is the Porter Spence pay-per-view on Fox. But that co-main has the potential to be dynamic. We've got chats with Super Middleweight title holder Anthony Durrell, the dog, and former champ David Benavides, live on the set there of PBC Face to Face, a service I have and host. Rafe, though, has never seen it. All right, let's bring in the big ginger right now. He's a TV star. He's a book star. He's currently covering boxing on The Athletic. He might be a ginger. It's Rafe Boogs. Let me lick you lick you up. Boom, boom, boom! I stole your line for you, Rafe. books how is it Thank over you, there on, in uh, De Trois? <laughs> Things are, are
1: looking real good out here. You know the, the corned beef egg rolls
0: every day. I'm I'm living it up. All right, all right, brother. Um good things going on, good times indeed. Uh you fired up at all about that Durrell Benavides fight? I feel like that's a good ass pay-per-view co-main in 2019.
1: Is 2019? Are we just going to Is that because 2019 is the worst year in the history of boxing? Because it's no, not. No,
0: then I, I it say, probably isn't a
1: great co-main for anything. All right. Is it a Is it a fight you want to
0: see? Yes, you don't care about that fight at all.
1: I care about it because David Benavidez can get his belt back and go back to doing what he ought to be doing with his career, which is fighting better super middleweights.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, Anthony Durrell, by the way, Rafe, only has one defeat. The dog is a champ. Said, yeah, you, who did he beat for that?
1: He it, survived that my famous belt. Turk. I believe
0: it was my boy Avani Yildirim. Yes, my fa- is He's not Turkish, is he? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, Turkish superstar. Uh, I
1: F your wife
0: <laughs> in your bed. <laughs>
1: Mike Tyson, baby. Mike Tyson. I, I like, Mike,
0: Tyson. Like Mike Tyson. I like Mike Tyson. I like your wife. Okay. Uh, that is that. I'm interested in that fight. Looking forward to talking to those blokes. Indeed. Uh, Rafe. Uh, how's your athletic, bro? Should I be looking out for anything? You should be looking out for
1: everything, Brian. There's a first time for everything. You know, I, I as much as I watch PVC face to face. That's how much you need to be on the athletic, devouring every word. Um I'm 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 got a story coming out hopefully later this week. Looking at referees and when they decide to throw hang on hang up the gloves, they don't really have gloves. Well, they have gloves, but they're not boxing gloves. In any case, just sort of the the career arcs of referees. Got to talk to some of our, our favorites in the game. Uh I won't I won't let them all out, but you know. Double S is in there, oh, Steve Smoker yeah. dropping gems, wisdom, stories, everything. Did he
0: do the interview with his purple latex gloves on?
1: <laughs> he, look, I, every time, it seems every time I interview Steve Smoker, he is somewhere on the Jersey Shore enjoying the beach. And he's like, oh, the sun was great today, Rafe.
0: I'm just loving life right now. <laughs> it's good for him. He's a Hall Hanging of Fame. Hanging out by the hot dog truck, we know it. You know, we
2: understand what you're doing by the hot dog truck.
0: Okay, all right. Uh yeah, you know that's it. Why don't we pause, Rafe? Why don't we pause for the cause before we give this big bang back at you and hear a word from our friends and sponsors? Dig it. And we're back, BC Rafe to the bugs, all things A-O, Rafe came out, Rafe to read your uh, your ref piece on the athletic. Who's your favorite ref these days? Are you allowed to say that, or are you too close to home after talking to these blokes? Because me, I'm a Michael Griffin guy till we die. The Montreal uh, bar owner, and uh, is he allowed? Is, is he involved in um hijinks, or was that his extended family? In the underworld? Yes.
1: When you read up on him, it seems like he comes from a a, a a family that's been in the bar business for a long time. That is not really the underworld per se. Yeah, you grew it's up just, in a bar, Rafe. What am I talking about? You see things here and there. So, you know, you might might know a guy who knows a guy is all it is. All right. He's Um, a very good
0: referee, though, Michael Griffin. Uh,
1: He's very good. Very good. Come on, Brian. You're really going to rank anybody over Steve Willis
0: at this day? That is a good-ass point. Steve uh, Steve Willis, 316. I used to have his sound all over this damn board. Uh, Is you think he's a great referee underneath the entertainment, the social media activity?
1: I think he's a very good referee. He hasn't had some signature fight, but referees kind of don't want signature fights other than, say, what, Steve Smoger in Pavlik Taylor or Taylor Pavlik or Frank Cappuccino in Gotti Ward 1. (laughs) You know, that's a no-no. No,
0: no, no. Fight ain't over. It ain't over.
1: Um. Other than those, often a signature fight is, is it something went hideously wrong and everyone, you know, like Jay Nady's signature fight is, uh, is Zab Judah and Kostya Zoo.
0: Yeah. Uh, when I say Russell Moore, you, you say, Oh man, there's too many. Too many. Oh, to no. Come, come up on. With. There's, there's a Abner, the low, the, that's not a, you know, uh, it's not a blow blow, Brian. It's, it's an Abner. That's not 48 blow blows. Really. This it's was not. Was good puns. Was that a Beko? No, that was yes. the, uh, that was? All right. All right. Becko got screwed there. Uh, yeah. There, look, there's there's I like that ref, that little guy, the Puerto Rican guy. He kind of glides along the ring. The ring. He kind of looks like uh, Mini me. You know, what I'm talking about.
1: Are you talk? I don't. What what state? Uh, you're not talking about my man with the with the, the hip issue. Yeah. You... Yeah. He
0: might have CP or like a hip thing going on. Like I'm hip to him. You are you're hip to that? Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. I, I, I always forget his name, too. He's got a funky <laughs> rhythm to his walk. He's he almost, a DMV area ref.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's you know. And then, of course, the man in the black hat, one of my favorite officials that have ever been a part of a DMV fight, which was Khan Peterson. Isn't that weird, by the way? Well, this show is off the rails. But isn't that weird that that Peterson failed that test afterwards for steroids? But it's still a loss to Khan where any other time that happens, it's a no contest. Right.
1: Somebody's got to overturn it for it to become a no contest. And people I don't know. What. Just like uh, know.
0: Con, who cares? Right. Yeah. yeah. Ah. All right.
1: He puts the con in contest.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get into it this week, Rafe. And uh, the highest profile fight without question was the lineal heavyweight champ Tyson Fury back to prove that all people can fight, Rafe. And uh, it was a wild night there in Vegas. You roll the dice anytime you get in the ring, specifically at that heavyweight division. We didn't know who Otto Valin was and what he would look like. Turns out he has somewhat of a career night, but the story is that left hand in round three that opened up a monster cut above Fury's right eye on the brow. A subsequent headbutt opens up a just as bad cut on the eyelid, and suddenly... He is on the verge of tiptoeing hell, and it's not hell of a KO, it's hell of we may stop this fight by TKO and uh ultimately it comes down to this. Fury gutted it out. It was a fun ass fight. There's a lot of wild stuff to talk about. But Wraith despair was there. I mean it was it was go time and we had to find out who that Gypsy King really was.
1: Yeah. And, you know, this is one thing you cannot take away from Tyson Fury. One thing that he has proven a few different times in different ways is that on top of all of the showmanship, on top of all of the panache in the ring, on top of the real legit skill that, that he brings and the, the size issues and everything that makes him a unique in some people's eyes, historical heavyweight. He's also, a, a guy who who knows how to win. Who, when things go left, when he's in trouble, when he gets floored by Deontay Wilder in the 12th round of a fight he's winning going away, when when his eye opens up another eye, all of those things. That guy buckles down, bites down, and figures out ways to 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 gut out fights. And that that may be a more important skill or skill, quality, whatever it is, that may be more important than all of his other
0: talents combined.
3: Let's talk boxing.
2: Let's talk Tyson Fury.
0: That's why I, what I kind of liked about this fight. So it was a oh, you could easily get salty here, Rafe, and go, well, that's what you get for this kind of matchmaking, right? Like, auto-walling? What are we talking about here? And yet he really had to show something. Every interview, Rafe, it's, I'm a fighting man. I'll never jack. I'm bred to do this. I'm going to fight till I die. That's all I know how. You heard him last week on this show drop a million F-words and basically just say I F people up. That's what I do. But when you hear that from a guy who's a loudmouth and a guy who has a scientific style, who's looking to outslick you, not not jack you up, It doesn't always hit home. Yeah, Fury had a chance to get up twice against Wilder. It was heroic. But Rafe, it doesn't always scream, I'm this blood and guts warrior. Once in a while, though, you got to show it. And he kind of, you know, took the wrong step and got caught in the the quicksand and had to show it. And I'm not sure this is a negative moving forward, Rafe. Because nobody wants 50, 40 uh, stitches on each cut five months out from a Deontay Wilder rematch. But is there something good to be gained for having to show? seek and destroy tendencies, having to use his size, having to do all these wildcard intangible things because the fight didn't go his way. How is that going to hurt him preparing for Wilder a second time or fighting Joshua or fighting Usyk?
1: Well, that's not going to hurt him in any way. Look, Tyson Fury, I think, probably knows that that is in him or is confident that it is in him. Now, does it help the people who are looking at it as a positive, as as an example of his resolve and an ability to gut out fights, find ways to win when things are going against him? Yeah, it helps his reputation. It's pos- it's positive for that part of his historical rec- record, for his legacy. You could even say he probably feels like, look, I I was that guy whether whether I knocked Otto Wallin out in well, the first round or or had to go through hell with him like he did. But what it it happened and he made it through. And it wasn't look, it's not just a, it's not just a wilder fight where he's showed some, some serious backbone. Stevie Cunningham put him face first almost on the ground in the gar, in the garden. And he got up and, and basically did what he did to Valine. And it was incredible that he could make Valine, a guy who's a lot bigger than former cruiser, cruiserweight Steve Cunningham, look as small as Fury made Valine look. When he just leaned on him, got sloppy with him, fought, we really fought pretty well inside, or definitely outfought him inside in the middle of getting sloppy, put all kinds of hair and sweat and blood all over his body, smelled his musk. I mean, that version of Fury, I, I, I want to get crazy here, Brian. Talk me down from this ledge. Part of me thinks that is the ideal or most dangerous version of Tyson Fury yes. not not the not the flashy flash not the guy who outboxes you he can do that he can do that to some opponents but the guy who just uses that size and that will and just leans all of that disgusting 256 pounds <laughs> of man and sweat and hair and blood on you and won't let smother's your punches is cra- crafty enough inside to get some off
0: on you, but almost just beats you by tiring you out with the with the force of his big old body. Look, we've never seen him do that Klitschko style—that like let me use the actual size and strength I have to wear you down. It's 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 adds extra uh, wrinkles to what he can do in their potentially. Rafe, because if he's ever going to have to fight—and I mean fight. It may be against Wilder, right? Like almost lost in him getting up in that 12th round was how he started walking Wilder down and looked like it was fight or flight. I got to try to get you out of there before you get me out of there. You know what's most likely to happen in a rematch with Wilder, whether he wins or loses? I think Wilder fighting better, more assertive, and going for it. So if Fury gets knocked down again and has to get up or has to fight out of being hurt for survival, I feel like this was almost a good public test in the kind of practice you can't get in the gym You can't get effing around because there's a cut that could make the fight stopped at any point. So you have to go for it. If he can mix some of that desperation at the right times in with... And when I say desperation, I mean aggression, really. Mixed with the the style and slickness that he has, Rafe. Man, this really could be the Fury era. I know last week he didn't want to talk about that. I know some people are somehow still not ranking him number one pound for pound among the heavyweights from what we've seen. This is another notch on the belt, though, in a weird way. In a fight that shouldn't have happened, that shouldn't have been this wild. I mean, that could have, you? You saw Bud Crawford's tweet. You could have stopped that that fight at any point in that second half. Oh, I mean, I
1: well, let's let's just let's just take that statement and think about it for a minute. Would you agree that 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 fight gets stopped with pretty much any other fighter suffering that cut?
0: There were two points in the fight. I think yes. I think overall the Cutman actually did a tremendous job, and Fury was able to sort of keep a wa- Valine away at times from opening it back up. Although Valine was like, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying," because he stuck the thumb of his glove right in that hole right in front of Tony Weeks's face, like not even like B hop style. I'm gonna hide my body. <laughs> it was in the dude. middle
1: of a break.
0: They it was breaking like, and he still yeah.
1: reached out. I was like, "Oh, let me try. Let me get a little bit more." I mean.
0: Uh, I don't like that. A lot of people loved it because it's, uh, you know. Tyson,
1: you got a little thing right over there. Let me help you out. Yeah. But
0: I don't know. I mean, they certainly let him go in those two moments I'm referencing. And one was the 12th round when he got legitimately rocked twice. And I thought the fight could be over at any point because the cut opened up again big time and his face was covered. Mm. And I and I think there were initially, maybe in the in the round or two after the cut opened up for the first time, where – He's just covered in blood and you're like, uh, I don't know, that doctor, I've seen less get stopped. So yeah, but it's the unbeaten lineal heavyweight champion with so much at stake here, I'd rather them give him that chance. Well,
1: and and in this case, Brian, it it actually we saw it play out and saw proof that the officials made the right decision. The fight reached its natural conclusion. It went 12 rounds. Fury came back in one Pretty much the entire back half of the fight, except that 12th round where he was rocked and in trouble. And while you could question that decision and say that, yeah, we've seen fl- fights get stopped over lesser cuts, this was one where the guy, yes, it, of course it made a difference that this was the champion with a lot riding on him coming out of this fight financially for his promoter who is based in Las Vegas uh and And the just all of the money that's still on the table in the heavyweight division that everyone in boxing wants a piece of, so yeah, that's a factor, but also fury went out, and never he he of course, the cut was affecting him, of course, the blood was affecting his vision, but he did enough to to at first stay competitive, not totally lose his bearings in the fight. And then came back and basically took it over with the the mauling sloppy style. Um, and you can't really argue with that. I mean, he he never, you know, the fight didn't slip away from him. If 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 he had that cut, and you could see it's affecting him, and you could see he's losing from there, things start going downhill. It's snowballing. I bet they stop it, cut or for whatever, you know, maybe for the cut. But because of the way Fury responded, I think that buys him more more leeway from Tony weeks and the doctors and everyone.
0: Tony weeks with a great hair part. As always, Tony weeks a pretty damn solid historic referee Rafe, He let Floyd Maydonna one be fun.
1: He did. He did. He so much so that Floyd made sure Kenny Bayless was coming <laughs> back for
0: that rematch. <laughs> let me get my caddy. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, obviously we'll, you know, Tony weeks, moment is, is Corral's Castillo, but, uh, I love the, I love his work. I love, I love your daddy. Uh, so let's get it on. All right. Um, were you over ESPN at all in this one? We talked like crazy the first time around. I thought I thought they were pretty damn annoying this time, but they took steps back at least. They they didn't butter my bagel every possible second right? Yeah,
1: I I was not. I didn't feel as bombarded with uh, lineal heavyweight whatever being thrown around. And well, you know what? Also, there was more to call. There was a real fight to call. There was real action to call. There was there was not the need to. Come up to sell the. Then here is Fury doing another amazing thing that only Tyson Fury can do.
0: That's like, pretty good impression. That dude.
1: that that was un- did, they just touched gloves. <laughs> Why are they touching gloves again? <laughs> um, they they didn't they didn't need to do that. There was real drama to to describe and explain. And so I think look during slow fights, I, I, I sometimes the broadcasters just got to make stuff up or hit on. Narratives, themes, storylines, sell junk. That's life. But this was a very dramatic fight because of the cut, and they called it. I wasn't that mad. I wasn't mad about it.
0: Why was uh, Joseph Parker, the recently signed top rank heavyweight, dancing with Fury in the locker room before the fight? They bros?
1: They are bros, yes. Um, If you recall, before Parker and AJ fought, AJ, AJ, AJ fought. Yeah, yeah AJ. Uh,
0: Where did they fight? They fought a— uh...
1: Big Tyson view. that I believe was in uh, was in Belfast or Cardiff. That is the birthplace um, of AJ. They did not. They did not fight in the birthplace of AJ. I'm a boxing uh,
0: fan. Sit next to me at the airport. Yes. Okay. You know that's not
1: the right. You. Yeah. I know you know that that is not the right sound drop.
0: Yeah, well, it did exist. Uh, you know, we do. We it <laughs> did. You know.
2: I like it, you. I like sex. It's nice.
0: Um.
1: So Fury was out there for the AJ and Parker fight, and he was broing out with Parker beforehand, and that was back when Fury was still like extra large and in charge. And that's when they kind of became friends, and then trained together a little bit. And yeah, they've, they 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 they're tight. I don't know.
0: All right, all right, I won't jack from that. So with survive in advance for Fury, what is the um, medical that he's gonna have to face? The suspension that he's gonna face because he's contracted. To fight Wilder, the rematch in February. Wilder, of course, is is probably going to fight Luis Ortiz, in a rematch in November. Although, can we announce that fight already, people? Can we get that together? Can we make that announcement happen? Come on, Uncle Al. But I uh, want to see that one. What are, your, what are you what? Where was I going with this? Uh, so the the suspension. So Jerry got, and it's not it's not a.
1: There's nothing unusual about it. It is the standard Nevada Athletic Commission suspension. So he has he's out until November 14th. And is supposed to avoid any kind of contact until October 30th.
2: Scar
0: tissue is going to be there though. I mean that's a legitimate-ass cut.
1: That's a huge cut. That's the biggest cut we've seen in a long time in a dangerous place. Do you – I could see that push – I could see that affecting the timing of Fury and Wilder. Of course, there's a lot of things that could could affect the timing of Fury and Wilder, Brian – Andy Ruiz beating AJ again could affect the timing of Fury and Wilder. And I know it is how hilarious is it to hear Tyson Fury, a man who I have no doubt would wipe his butthole with a contract if he felt like it. Wouldn't care two ways. Say, oh, I got the papers on Deontay Wilder. He has to fight me when I say, get the F out of here. Yeah, Remember, how many times this year have people – claimed oh i have paper on canelo he's fighting on this date i know who he's fighting too oh i have paper on andy ruiz he's deaf he has to do whatever we say he does for this amount of money how often does that work out it doesn't so a deal will be made lawsuits will be avoided but certain thing the details tend to change so between the uncertainty uh, of the fact that deontay wilder seems less interested in facing Tyson Fury next if he has a chance to unify all the belts against the winner of Ruiz and AJ. And Tyson Fury also has a a hole above his eye the size of like an air hockey puck. These issues might cause February 22nd to be not the date.
0: Don't say that, Rafe. All right, don't say that. I want that to be the date. I love that heavyweights... Like, even though this fight was supposed to stink, it turned out to be really fun, the Valine fight. And it just made you... It just reminded you, like, come on, people, get it together. Let's get the best face and the best. Like, it's just so much more damn fun, Rafe. I love it. I need it. Uh, John Fury had to be heard after this, Rafe. All right? The pops, the dad. We know how he gets down.
1: I'm x and he ain't. Uh, we
0: know From how men do untested. it. Okay, okay. Thank you, John. Um, He'll never jack. He won't back up. He'll be there till he can't breathe, Rafe. And he says... Uh, my boy was soft, not in shape. He went on to essentially rip the the extended team and Ben Davidson. He basically Weak said, as "A
1: kitten." Sh- I saw was he, one of his quotes. He
0: basically said, "Uh, they should finish being uh as part of his son's team." And um, do you at least? And Ben Davidson came back publicly and, and sort of calmly put him down. But <sighs> do you understand some of where he's coming from? Because I didn't think, even though Fury gutted it out and he got rocked and and was exhausted late in the twelfth. I didn't think that was the best version of him in terms of being in shape by any means. I can't see him taking it as seriously as he would Wilder under any circumstances. Well,
1: then you got – then you're questioning the entire Tyson Fury narrative, right? Because he's out here talking about how he's training every day no matter what, was going to spar before the fight because it's just all – his entire life is devoted to training and fitness now and all this stuff. I mean – And also to, 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 if you looked at the, uh, the John Fury quote, he actually thought that Tyson should have come in heavier, said that he's a 19 stone fighter, not a 18 whatever that I don't know the stones, whatever the heck, but he wanted him to be heavier. Yeah. Um, so that, which is sort of the opposite of what you're saying in, in that he still looks, you know, he's still got that spare, he's still got a lot of jiggle on him, which is, I mean, for the amount of weight he lost, he may always have some jiggle on him. As no matter how good his stamina and cardio and physical strength gets, he he probably guy that big who's lost that much weight probably is never going to have a, a body like Deontay Wilder or Anthony Joshua at this point. Um, but so the John Fury criticism didn't didn't make a ton of sense on its face it's too hard to say uh fury didn't look great early it almost took all of the danger in that fight to force him into something in, into going out and doing something to win it because he was doing it just seemed like a, a a sort of lackluster impersonation of slick tyson fury in the first three rounds where you know he's boxing and moving a little bit but wasn't 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 dazzling and also wasn't really shutting Valin down. So he didn't look great early in the fight. I don't know what to attribute that to. I think it's...
0: It's the cut, I, man. I w- it's the cut. He that- would have needed time to really do the Floyd and, and pick out what Valin does and pick him apart. And then once he mm-hmm. solved the case, he could let his hands go a little more, do the ollie shuffle, all that stuff.
1: That's probably true. Um, but as far as... Fury's team and Ben Davison his trainer all of that business he if if these guys have gotten him back from the brink of self-destruction in figured in every, in every figurative and literal sense of the word and have gotten him back to this level I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt because the guy is back at a championship level and hopefully we'll get another chance to fight for a championship in the next year. So and and on on top of that there 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 I remember hearing rumors that John Fury was upset they rushed uh Tyson Fury into the Wilder fight last year. The even and yeah, it worked out. He probably does I think he deserved to win that fight. It was a draw, it was dramatic. It, it it was another huge moment for this heavyweight division, but Fury the father still thought eh, it's a little too soon. We shouldn't we shouldn't have done that, and so he's still got some lingering beef over that. I think this is just a continuation of that, and he's pro- and, and and because of that, maybe he's cut out of the picture a little bit, and he might he might just be popping off whenever he gets a chance now because he, he, he's pissed off.
0: Yeah, he's not part of, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he'll take a man's eyeball out just if they look at him wrong, Rafe, because that's what he does, alright? That's how men do. It. That's how men roll. Uh, I still think Wilder Fury 2 is the best heavyweight fight you can make. Like, it's, it's, you know, Joshua losing means Joshua Wilder, which was probably number one before that in terms of the most intrigue, the best fight, all that stuff. Uh, you could make a hipster argument that, like, Usyk Wilder right now might really be but you know, because you just don't know what it would look like. You'd want to see it, you know. But um, I'm still down on Fury Wilder being the biggest thing, and I need it next. Let's do it. All right, that's it. That's all I got on Fury. You got anything else? No, no it's fine. All right. Uh, there was was there anything else in that card worth talking? About? Oh, the 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 Jose Super Bowl with uh has and our boy, uh sexy Sergio Light here, which is a uh, Jose Zepeda. Did you,
1: did you call Jose Pedraza Jose Linares?
0: Uh, they've become the same fighter in my mind. Both gave. Loba. How dare you? Both gave Lova a tough test. Uh, no, I, I love me some Jose Zepeda. Was that fight fun? I didn't feel like people were enjoying it on Twitter as much as I was. I really enjoyed that fight. It was not
1: a thrilling fight, but it was there was action. Jose Zepeda, man. That guy is that guy's pretty good. He's not. He, that was not just him fighting over his head one night in Fresno. He looked damn good. Pedraza did not look very good. Whether it was moving up to 140 or or just I don't know what. But but Zepeda, man, he he took that fight. Good for him. That was a big win. He needed that. Uh, that he, all right. You brought up ESPN commentary before then. I thought they honed in a little bit too much on. The narrative of Jose Zepeda admitting to them in the fighter meetings that he doubted himself and that that was part of the reason why he faded – that he faded in the Ramirez fight that – and then like throughout – he was winning this fight going like pretty much clearly. I mean besides a couple rounds in the second half of the fight where Pedraza looked like he might come back but then he didn't continue – it was just nonstop. Well, he doesn't – I don't believe that he believes in himself. Yeah, I don't know. I ain't a, I ain't a goddamn psychiatrist, guys. Let's just see what these that he's doing in the ring.
2: All right.
0: All right, I'm with you on that. Uh, I always think of about Zepeda that he's going to probably lose his, close, his biggest fights, Rafe, because he just won't throw enough. He'll be landing the, the clean, good counter shots yeah. and look good but won't do enough like the first Ramirez fight. Well, he thinks he can get a second chance at it. He thinks this win could could kind of lift him up there to a chance at a rematch, given that the first one was very, not controversial, but disputed would probably be the right word. So you see that next for him? Or just, I mean, Jose Ramirez is kind of on the outside looking in on what's going on for the moment well, in this WBSS final. So who's in Ramirez? Jose season?
1: Ramirez does have a couple of mandatories due, and it sounded like the first one coming up would be the WBC, I think, which is – Our guy, the one and only Iceman, Victor Postol.
2: Oh, I love Uh, Mason Victor Postol. I like that
1: fight. I don't mind if they do that fight. Jack Catterall, the UK bloke, is also supposed to have a mandatory shot at uh, Jose Ramirez. But it sounded like they were headed towards the Postol fight first. Now, if for whatever reason, those mandatories don't happen immediately – uh, yeah, why not bring let let them run it back with Zepeda? I I wouldn't mind seeing that again, and 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 just keep him in the mix, right? 140 all of a sudden is pretty hot.
0: Yeah, hot indeed. I'm gonna make you my girlfriend. Uh, Rafe, you want let's talk Devin Haney now? You ready? I got things to yes. say.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm dreaming.
0: Zone star Devin Haney picks up an interim WBC lightweight title that effectively makes him the number one contender for Lo- for Vasiliy Lomachenko. And another step forward in the, all oh, crap, this is the guy you really need to see. Rafe, I want to talk comparisons. Because when Haney was first making showbox appearances, people were like, man, we got another Mayweather on our hands. And you hear that and you just, you, you, you cringe, right? Like, we've been down this road with AB. I don't, I don't need the new, I don't need the new, uh, Mayweather right now. I don't need the new pressure on anybody to be the new Mayweather. But, The more you read his backstory, and I read that piece that your colleague Mike Coppinger wrote for The uh, Athletic, and you realize, I didn't even realize he was fighting pro fights at 17 in Tijuana bars. I didn't realize that there was such a plan in terms of getting him in front of all the big trainers on his amateur rise, learning the shoulder roll from Floyd Sr. The comparison here is LeBron. At 18, he looked like he could take on the world, that he did not have a flaw in the NBA. He was just ready. Rafe, I see a guy who's just friggin' ready and he has the right mindset, the right confidence, the right – he's got the right everything. And his jab is insane. And I wanted to not be this guy who goes crazy for a prospect. But, man, this guy seems to have it, Rafe. That it, all of it, the intangibles, everything. So from this point forward, I'm, a, I'm in where I belong, the front seat of this journey because I want to see where this what this – like nobody was talking about him enough and I wasn't letting them. And then when they started, I was like, no, no, back off. Now now I'm going to be on the front line, all right? I love me some Devin Haney, Rafe. I mean, wow.
1: Thank you. Thank you, man. I'm I'm glad Campbell got the score right.
0: Yes. Finally. Finally. I feel I feel like I've I i was not hearing Jimmy. I wouldn't allow myself. I was only listening, Rafe.
1: Well, to be fair, there the the level of competition prior to this, some of the a couple of those showbox fights, even dare I say beating Mason, Rockhard, Hard, Mighty <laughs> Bernard. Uh You know, it's fair to take a wait-and-see approach with some of those wins. Well, what a, you're kind of... Now, there will always be a temptation, especially for us in the media, to jump on as early as possible because whenever that lottery ticket hits, you get to be the person who is like, I was in from day one. I could tell the way he hit... Rock hard, mighty Mason Menard, (laughs) save big money at Menards with a jab that he was the guy. But anyone who says that is lying. They're full of S. And so anyway, some skepticism, that's fine. I'm glad you're on board. Yeah. The thing that strikes me about Devin Haney is he – and you nailed it. He looks like a complete fighter right now. He doesn't look like a hot sizzling prospect like, oh, man, this guy could be special. Yeah, no, no, like no. Te-
0: like Teofimo is doing. Teofimo right. Lopez Junior is doing Roy Jones type things at times, and we're like, "Oh crap!" But you don't you don't look at him as as five tooled
1: Right, exactly. Haney looks like the, Like yeah, that that he is a com- like nearly a complete fighter, and it's amazing. And and which is incredible about that is he could. He, he's young. Enough that he could keep getting better with experience, with everything else that as he gets stronger, grows into that man strength, all of that stuff. It's gonna be, I wanna see every step of it. And and yes, it's crazy that a lot of people watched him fight Zawar. Oblaev on Friday night in the old felt forum at the garden. And immediately we're like, yeah, I'd take him over Loma. But you know what? <laughs> I take him over Harry Graff. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, right. You know what? That's how good he looks. And he looks like a better, you, you, you see him and you're like, yeah, well, you know, he probably has a has better shot than, than cousin Luke did. I don't mind saying, you know, sometimes you got to trust or at least put a little faith in what, in in the the amazing talent that a guy like that displays, now he's got a lot of proving left to do, and when the time is right, he will do it against whoever those opponents end up being. But man, yeah, he's 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 he is
0: he's living up to everything they say about him. And- I am so feel. I mean, watching it like just that jab, like the little things, just the way he sticks that jab it makes a sound in the same way like when you see a uh, jacked high school baseball player who's probably going to get drafted and you hear the ping off the bat rafe and it's just different there's certain moments like that in sports or or whatever where when you hear him hit that jab and the speed and the angles it's like even something as foundational as that he's just he's nailing it right if he's nailing it that short right counter right hand is just is uh short right counter right hand is is a thing of beauty. Uh So to and- hear, to hear more of the backstory when you find, out, I didn't know he was sparring with Floyd at 18 to set up the McGregor fight. I didn't know that way years earlier, his dad kept bringing him to the gym over and over to sort of model Floyd. So I, in that sense, right guy to model, obviously. I mean, to, in terms of being a professional, treating your body well and compartmental, the compartmentality of, of Kobe Bryant every tiny possible skill and just banging it over and over. Rafe, just bang that thing. Like, we're not I mean, banging sometimes him.
3: Sometimes you want to bang, bang him. bang him a little bit. I mean, we're not banging him.
0: Uh, yeah, so I don't mean to sit here and suddenly go 0-60 to 60 on Devin and just drool on him. But uh, I'm dreaming. And what a pickup for DeZone and Nettie Hearn. I don't think we say that enough now, Rafe. Especially for DeZone, Because this guy at Al Heyman and Floyd and PBC all after him. This guy at Top Rank all after him. And he chose the road of most money, hashtag earn with Hearn, but the, abil- the ability also to do the fighter promoter thing, which, you know, works for Floyd. Does it work for anybody else, by the way? I mean, Triple G promotions is kind of a thing, MP promotions, Miguel Cotto promotions, uh, <laughs> Well, Jason lets out promotions.
1: It depends on what you what you mean by does it work. Are any of those outfits rivaling top rank or, you know, or, or, uh, content provider, not promoter, premier boxing champions or, they sound like Elden uh, Boy yeah. or Matrim or any of those. Are they, are they rivaling those as the top, you know, promotional outfits in the game? No, but I'm sure they get a little bit of extra money out of it when they fight. Or they sign fighters and promoters who want to work with them co-promote their fighters and they get a little bit of extra money out of it. It's, it's, they make some, there's nothing wrong with having it, assuming it doesn't take, uh, time and, and concentration away from their main careers in the ring, which it does, you know, you, you hire yourself an LRB and you're good, baby. Um, and, um, one thing about Devin Haney though, I, I, I encourage you to look, up um, an interview last week he did with Fight Hub. Marcos Viegas, the, the, the journalist, journalist. The journalist. The journalist. Okay, Mark, yes. Did a fantastic
0: job. Um, Marcos
1: Viegas <laughs> has done a
0: spectacular job. Get it right, right. The journalist. The journalist. Thank you. Oh,
1: the journalist, the journalist. Um, no, Marcos Viejas. <laughs> Mar- I can't even say his name normal now because of Dwyer. Sergi Marcos Villas, uh was interviewing Devahaney on Fight Hub and they got to talking about Lomachenko and the way that Haney talked about it was eye-opening because he didn't go into bluster. He didn't do the Teofimo thing. He didn't do what a lot of brash, talented, soon-to-be-great young fighters do, which is like, oh, I don't care. I'll, I'll put him in front of me. I'm going to beat his ass, blah, 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 blah. No, he he was super, super thoughtful about it. He's like, look, I'm not going to say that he's bad, like that I, I think it's an easy night for me because He's people are looking at him like he's a great fighter and he's proven it, but I want that fight. And if I took it, I think I can do some things in there. And he hasn't faced someone quite like me, just like I haven't faced someone quite like him. Just the way the confidence was real, and it was not it, there was he didn't it was not overstated, and it was just it, it made you believe in him like, oh, this guy is yeah. real,
0: real special. I love the. The way he delivered the trash talk, I guess is the best way to say it, in, in calling him Nomachenko afterwards, which could come off cheesy if you don't do it right, but he's like, I'll call you Nomachenko because I know you won't fight me. And to see him at the press conference kind of calling out Egas too and being like, you know, your boy's not going to fight me. Like, I, I love it. I love that confidence. The best way, Rafe, in a bloated and segregated boxing landscape of every promoter being tied to a big network to make the fights we need to see – Is one, become big enough to where the networks have to work together, or two, go that mandatory route? And we know Loma's trying to be a belt collector, and I know that the top rank wants him to face the winner of Richard Comey December 14th against Teo. But, man, I don't see Loma giving up the belt to avoid this. I feel like we could make this happen? Like, and it's hey. a thing, like, we already look at Loma as being the brilliant pound-for-pound king who is slightly over his head at 135, and that's kind of what adds to the entertainment because he's doing such brilliant stuff. And we've already seen him hit his limit against the Lenaris's Cousin Lukes and uh, and Pedraza. So I can't even imagine, Rafe, I can't even imagine how good a Devin Haney-Loma fight could be. Because- well,
1: whoever – Brian, whoever it is now I think is the time. I think the time is right that we could actually – we're not totally just kidding ourselves hoping that some of, the, some of the fights like this get made in the next year or two because Lomachenko is, is that fighter who is sig- singularly – or not singularly but extremely conscious of his legacy. He wants to build that legacy. And he wants to do it by unifying a division where he's too small to really even be there in lightweight, and yet he's he's three belts out of four there with a good shot at getting the fourth next year. On top of that, he's – I think after that, because there still won't be – there arguably won't be that huge marquee name, although the Rigandio – I mean, if if – Rigo hadn't looked like that in that fight. That would have been the name. That would have been the that would that deserves to be a legacy fight, even though it was kind of like a crap wash of a fight. Um, but anyway, he's gonna he as long as Lomachenko is fighting, he's gonna look for for those kind of challenges. And now is the best time for him to want them too. If Lomachenko has plans in his life of fighting Devin tayo Te- Devin Haney, De- Teo Fimo Lopez. Gervonta Davis, any of these good uh, Naoya Inoue who Bob is throwing out there out of nowhere, fine. If they want to go down for that. If he has those legacy names in mind, get them now while he's still 31, 32 at the tail end of his prime and before those guys really get into their primes because they're all early 20s or, or in you know, Inoue's case, 26.
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, it's going to be wild because I almost feel like, hey, Loma, like there's so many studs out there. If you got any doubt? Go go back down now. Go back down now because Tank just moved. Who's your there. favorite? Who's your fa- who
1: out of all of those fights? Out of uh, or, or any that I haven't mentioned? What's the one? I mean, is, is Mikey still the fight that you want most?
0: See, Mikey's brand just you know got pulled down just a little by doing by losing so badly to Spence at forty seven. Took a big chance. All that where I almost wonder if he can get back down to thirty five and be that guy again, the old version. Don't fall in love with the guy who doesn't. That guy probably. But now the idea of Haney and Loma is just like what would happen if, if like I'm I'm imagining Loma hitting his ceiling against a guy this talented in one package and he's big for 35. Like that could be a long night, dude. That could be a long night. It yeah, also could be a yeah, classic yeah. fight. But I'm just saying like the fact that we have the pound for pound king here and he's willing to fight everybody and we got the young stud and Teo we needed to see. We got Kome might come out of there for all we know, a good hand. And then you've got Haney, Javante moving up to 35. You got, uh, the bro with Golden Boy at 40, you know, Virgil Ortiz, who's kind of around there. You got well, Mikey. Well, he's at
1: 147
0: now. Oh, does he have 47? Mikey back picture. Yeah, he, into the he picture. moved up
1: for his last for against Orozco and he. Planning on staying there.
0: You got Ryan Garcia around there who we'll get to more in a second. Get that uh, ish out get, here. <laughs> all I'm saying is there's some like – We're talking about fighters with real potential here. Rafe, there's potential era-defining fights. Yeah, there's, there's potential yeah. career-defining opportunities coming up.
1: Uh, another thing, Brian, another thing. What about this? What if what – if, I know that this has basically been ruled out, but I want to encourage – Aegis who I, I know for a fact is an avid State of Combat listener. And I mean, I used to speak to him on Snapchat almost every day. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I want to encourage him and Loma's team to reconsider this, to revisit this collaboration idea that they had years ago and have backed away from because of Loma's size issues at 135. What about pulling the Canelo and going after Manny now? Because Manny's... I know you people are going to be like no 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 oh no no it's too much it's just too much but you know what the weaknesses they saw in Manny a couple years ago are still there
0: you're saying Loma Manny this is what you're saying Loma Manny I'm saying it yeah
1: they, should, they look they were trying they were they were they were dipping their toes in that water a couple years ago around horn time when Manny wasn't looking like the fighter he looks like today Lomachenko could I look man I think even giving up all the, the size and power he'd give up in that fight, I I would not count him out of that because he's faster and fresher.
0: Uh, it's interesting. It's it's very, very interesting, Rafe. I have to think about that, all right?
1: Can I throw – can I uh, – this is a – I would want to do this after Cousin Luke, and I'm sorry to take us on this short Lomachenko tangent, but there was one just mouth-watering what's it look like i wanted to ask you about lomachenko and that is 135 lightweight lomachenko or you know what maybe 130 to get closer to primes lomachenko at 130 pounds beating the likes of nicholas walters and uh, roman martinez that lomachenko against junior lightweight juan manuel marquez Wow. How much fun would that be?
0: So junior lightweight Marquez. Is that uh second Pacquiao fight Marquez? Yes. 2008. Mm-hmm. Got up from that sneaky knockdown, loses a split decision. He probably should have won. Uh, <clears throat> ah, man, that's a chess match. That's a hell of a chess match. How awesome is that? But right? because the,
1: the one time you can, the best time to catch Loma is when he's, is in between shots. And who are you talking to? You're talking to Marquez, man.
0: And this is younger Marquez. This is speedy Marquez because he's not in a, he's not,
1: he's uh... not in a Hulk suit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like Tim, Tim Bradley used footwork and speed to, to, to barely get by him. But, uh, yeah, I, I do. I think, I think Vasily's wizardry would be too much, even for the perfect counterpuncher. I think that'd be, hel- that'd be so damn fun. I don't think it'd be hellacious, but it'd be really fun. It'd be chess. It'd be really fun chess. Yeah. We're going to see some really fun fights here with Loma the rest of his career because he's not going to, they're not going to match soft. He's not going to stop trying to dare to be great despite me talking about these monsters growing up around him. Uh, let's talk Ryan Garcia, Rafe. His fight didn't happen with Avery Sparrow because Sparrow was arrested. There was like a, there was some weird stuff going on on Twitter. Okay. For a while there. Um, in the end, man. There's a lot of miscommunication between Golden Boy and Ryan Garcia, it seems. The fight doesn't happen. And did you see somewhat chubby Oscar uh, in the Mannix interview kind of drop a big dump on Ry Guy? Kind of be like, well, when I was a fighter, it wouldn't have mattered the money because I'm a fighter. I would have taken the fight. I guess they don't make him like me anymore. Rafe, he was stiff. That was stiff. That was a stiff interview there. All right? It's this, yes. it's about the stiffness sometimes. Do I have Maybe. that one? I don't know if I do, Rafe. Wow. The yeah, was,
1: Don't be fooled by the stiffness.
0: Yeah. All right. Keep it going. Sorry, I just broke the show down. There it is. Just uh, look at the stiffness. Not wow. What a, not and it was worth the it. Frequency. It was worth it.
1: Yes. Oh. Okay. He, he pumps it more than once. <laughs> uh, Brian. I think that. It, well, so it's in it, both both sides of this of this uh, equation. Golden Boy and Ryan Garcia seem to be sick of each other. But what what I'm interested in is will that lead to some sort of amicable or or somehow, you know, brokered uh, break between the two or will Golden Boy just play hardball and be like, nah, look, man, we – you know, you have a contract. You can fight or not fight. It's – you know, whatever you – or you could try and go to court and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that doesn't happen just because just that's ugly banging. for all parties.
0: Yeah. Huh? I'm oh, sorry, I was going to say or you could just keep banging and, and impregnating, you know, your choice.
1: That that may happen regardless no matter what. I mean, look, this this is this didn't start this weekend, right? Ryan Garcia has been making noise on social media for a few months now saying that he wants to headline, he wants to be paid like a headliner, that he is, you know, that that he deserves more than what golden boy has been giving him um and
0: Rafe is i understand yeah what's
1: is, that go ahead go ahead is, do you do you think that he deserves more
0: i don't know man i mean i get his points about hey i built my own brand not you guys you know i got way more followers than any of you guys put together um
1: that's true brian but there, here's the thing golden boy ain't making money off of ryan garcia's instagram no that's that's also and ryan garcia isn't really bring in i mean yeah he brings some girls to the to to into the arena uh, here's
0: the bottom line on it though uh his biggest fight they'll be cashing them out that's the reality of it right like so yeah. that so and golden boy knows that deep inside right they have to know that he's fish on the first night of jail to the rest of these guys around these weight classes right to the really
1: really good guys yes
0: yeah like they want him bad um where would he go though? I don't know. Oscar talking about there's too many guys in his ear telling him how business should go. Uh, where would he go?
1: Well, his brother is fighting on PPC undercards. It oh, seems hey. like a pretty obvious, a pretty obvious choice.
2: All right, all right.
1: Um, and that's it's it's, it's really interesting thing because because influencers, people with huge, I and like you know like like Ryan Garcia, millions of of followers and these huge social media audiences they're extremely valuable in that world and if you want to pay them 50 grand to pose with you know your can of face lube or whatever shout out to vo yes um then great you know that's a good way for them to make money but how many influencers really and, and youtube stars how many of them really cross over outside of those realms like you don't see you don't see danny garcia's sisters who have i think more followers than ryan garcia uh going out and and like they they record music that they put and do shoot music videos that they put on their social media but you don't ever hear that stuff on the radio and like where do where where do these where do they break out from their social media followings and into what? So basically, does this giant audience that Ryan Garcia touches, he's touching M's in followers, but it's how much DMs, of that, right? how much of that comes into boxing? How much of that does he really bring into boxing in a meaningful way? Or, or and that's not just a thing about boxing. It's also how do you see YouTube and and Vine Stars and TikTok, Mother Effers. Do you see them becoming actors or comedians or anything no, else? they pull no. their own
0: put at boxing press conferences, as we saw this uh, Saturday with the uh, that Logan Paul KSI garbage <laughs> on. Do Deso- you see the how awkward it got at the end of that? Did you? I, I didn't watch it. I just saw sound bites and. Uh, wow, what a! Dirt,
1: I I plan a- on watching the whole thing, Brian. So far, I've only seen the clips. Uh, they did not do anyone a favor who wants to argue that this is going to be good for boxing. No,
0: and uh, Devin Haney wants on that card, by the way, really bad, even though he forgot their names hilariously during that post-fight interview with Mannix. Where he's like, uh, uh, "Uh, yeah, Eddie, you tell him. But yeah, all right, enough of that. Rafe, this weekend also on DAZN. Oh, sorry, quickly, Friday night. I like that women's fight that we saw with Heather Hardy and uh, Amanda Serrano. It went how we thought it would go, yet, of course, Heather Hardy's showing full-on guts just really putting it out there and never quitting and coming back but serrano with this win gets katie taylor there's already a contract according to eddie so i'm in for that If that could headline a zone card i'd be down
1: that's a really good fight um brian however i gotta say it 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 might sound terrible brian Heather Hardy, I think she should finish, man. She's like every fight; she just gets the living crap beat out of her. That's not
0: just because, like, it's great that she has guts, but uh, I don't yeah. need to see that no more. Yeah. yeah, here, yeah, here, yeah. Those couple of those Bellator fights uh, had rough endings, Rafe. But which... that's
1: those. That's I'm referring to those. It's, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if this were uh, if this were some like semi prominent. Male fighter get people will be like, "Yo, you need to stop." Now he wouldn't necessarily, right? She, it's her right to keep doing it, but the like nobody, nobody is like celebrating the valor of washed Brandon Rios, you know, like the husk, the husk.
0: Yeah, uh, let's get off of that, Rafe. Okay, I mean that woman judge. I, you don't want you don't about- want to hear some more. You, you don't want you want talk- some more of this good stuff, Brian. <laughs> you don't want to talk about women ever on the show. Now you're uh off the rails. Uh. It was Hami Mangia defending, for the last time, his 154 belt on Saturday in zone. And Ray Patrick Alote, the Ghanaian, what a night for Ghana boxing. He made it a fight. And I think, look, what? it was... Right? He went after really? him. I, th- I thought he hurt uh, Mangia early, but uh, look... Oh, then what know. happened in rounds three and four, B? <laughs> when he walked him down and became Hami Mangia again, though... Fun to see, Rafe. I don't want to f around with trying to be a better boxer. Just be who you are. Walk people down and bang.
1: Yeah, he seems to have a nice beard on him, you know. Just just see how far that takes him. Try and develop a little bit of craft. Hang out with Tony Margarito. You know, go to the go to the plaster store. I don't know. Um, don't go to the plaster store. That that is a that is a no-no. Get
0: that iPad away from me. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> um but yes, I mean, I don't, uh, yeah, it seems like a little kind of crazy to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to teach him all these new things. He's going to be a much better defensive fighter. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Until then, he's not, he's pretty good. And, and may, maybe he'll, maybe if he does go to 160, yes, he will be giving up some of the size, the size bully advantage that he brings in at 154, but it hasn't been serving him all that well in recent fights because. He's been a little sluggish sometimes. Guys have been beating him to the punch, out-quicking him. It seems like even it's affected his power a little bit against maybe Dennis Hogan. Go ahead. Move up. See see how you know yeah you're you're not going to tower over everyone They're the gonna same be fun way fights, but
0: though. the power might come come back I mean there's some people in the zone we want to see him against so this is this is a good move and don't talk bad about his trainer at any point that's my campeon Eric Morales I mean it's not not Morales's fault he he, he just got him Did you like that I love that. you
1: Gracias gracias
3: Gracias
0: campeon gracias All right uh, November 2nd it is happening Canolo Canelo, uh, are we gonna have a, uh, we gotta do something. Remember when that creative Canelo con fight that became Canelo, rave, hashtag Canelo, it was like a, uh, Jen and Ben sort of thing, it was, you know, or Jen- So you're thinking something like Canovalev? Brangelina type, type thing, um- I think it has to be Canovalev, right? It's your, it's actually, it's your, bowl. uh, yeah, maybe. Actually, I'm gonna take that back. I don't want to hear this at all. Let's never have this conversation again. Uh, yeah. It's it's a great fight, though. It's going up against, unfortunately, a really good UFC card. I know you don't care about the skinhead white guys, but it's in MSG. Oh, but I care about these guys with Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal, three piece of Minnesota. I mean, like that's the fight all year. If you are if you are in my spot, you feel like you want to be at. But I gotta pick. I gotta pick Canelo. Rafe, dude, what balls he has. We already talked about this, but I cannot stop. From announcing it again, I don't care if you think Kovalev is washed, and you might be right. But Danny has a stick, Rafe. This is this is the big ball stuff, okay? This is bulgy, Rafe. Yeah, this is. I, I love it.
1: He he's. I like it too. I like the fight. I want to see. Like we just we we all know how this seems like a a smart choice for Canelo to go up to 175 and try to get a title there. This is the guy that makes the most sense. Although that's the thing, you never really know because some of these other guys, they're younger, they're fresher, they don't, they haven't been, they haven't had the rough nights that Kovalev has had. And that could mean a lot of things, but rough nights in the ring for sure. Uh, but they also ha- don't have the wins that he has. They haven't beaten the people like he has, and is still doing right. He is still dangerous. And God for not—I mean, not God forbid—but Canelo better hope that he everything he sees is right, and that he will be able to get past that jab. Because if he doesn't,
0: uh, he, he got a problem on his hands. Yeah, you better effing getting side on him. Sergei or Sergia Kovalov. What a renaissance man Dwyer is on these pronunciations, right? If that pro gray one he had that time was, uh,
1: Rebus
0: I Is mean, Spence was a pretty bad one on pro gray, too, from that epic rant he had. He was definitely drunk that night. I always forget to ask him. Because I feel like it'd be rude, right? Would it be rude to say, hey, Spence, were you drunk that night? But he was drunk.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would be. It would be rude. <laughs> I wouldn't, I, how many, I, that, look. I think a lot of people would tip their hat to you be like that you might get the you, like Mikey Garcia might have to give you the ball sack of the year award to just walk up to Aero Spence and be like hey man were you drunk you look kind of drunk to me <sighs>
0: Uh yeah
1: yeah well. I would ask him though what did you tell Broner what did you say that night when he was acting he was kind of That's clowning okay. around in the middle of your interview and you whispered something in his ear like basically like like I think you told him his life was going to end if he didn't get a, shut the f up uh, and and I would I don't think he'll answer but that that I think would be a little easier to, to broach, and maybe from there you'd be like, hey, you know,
4: maybe you had a few, tu- you know, whatever. <laughs> Errol prince by murder. Errol's too big, too strong.
0: Indeed. Uh, I've been spending too many years trying to get the real story from Errol about that Floyd sparring session, which yeah. I still need to ask Kenny Porter. I still need to ask his data, but uh, I should I should, I should, should switch my priorities, Rafe, and what cow I'm gonna milk or try to milk in the end there. Yeah. That was so,
1: a- it's a long way from the udder to the <laughs> Yeah. The cup. <laughs> that is
0: utterly uh, ridiculous there, Rafe. Um, all right, Rafe, let's get that ridiculousness out of the way. Let's hear from a pair of uh, a very strong, very must-see 168ers, Rafe. We're going to see that September 28th, the pay-per-view co-main of Spence Porter. It is Anthony, the dog Darrell against former champion Dana- David Benavidez. Somebody may get beat by a man with those things, Rafe, but somebody's probably going to see a very good fight. Let's hear from the participants now. It begins with the dog, Anthony Durrell, the champion. Enjoy.
2: vacant belt, Yildirim, February. What
3: happened I thought I put a whooping on him. Uh, judges thought otherwise. Close fight. In their eyes, I outlanded a guy with over 100 punches more. A uh, headbutt happened, and they had to call out a fight and go to the scorecards.
2: What did that night show the division the rest of the world about who Anthony Durella
3: is? That I can dig down deep and and fight just like anybody else. You know, people want to see boxers in in fights, in phone booths. And that's where me and Abney was, in a phone booth fighting. And I came out victorious. And, And the people at 68, you know, just got to be on call, on watch.
2: Before your last fight, you were real honest with us. You said I might be getting close to retirement. I don't know how much longer. How much did winning the title again change
3: that? Uh, it changed it. Uh, it changed it a lot. You know, you want to be known as one of the greats. You want to be recognized as a legend, and that—that's what this fight will do for me to put me in in that in that greatness category when I beat this guy off, on September twenty eighth. Whose belt is that sitting in front of you right now? It's mine. I I'm the champion in 168 division, 168 pound division, and and he got to come come through me to get it, which it's not going to happen. That used to be uh, your opponent, stuff. Definitely. I mean, you when you get caught doing something you was not supposed to do, you get stripped. It's no longer yours. So and, and I'm happy he's okay now. Uh, young ages, you make mistakes. He made a mistake. He's back from that mistake, and we're here
2: now. You almost fought him back when he was the champion? How much has changed for the both of you since then? Since then?
3: We're, we're both more experienced. We're both a little bit older. Uh, but I, I wouldn't say much, too much has changed. We both want to fight each other. We both want what I have still, and, and he can't take it from me. Tell me about this opponent, Benavides. Who is he? He's a come forward guy. He's gonna bring the pressure. He's gonna he's gonna do what he thinks he needs to do to win, but on the twenty eighth, he's gonna come up short. He's been a
2: champion before, but it's crazy. He's twenty two years old. How much is experience gonna play a factor
3: in this play? I think it plays a big 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 big, big factor. Uh, I've been boxing twenty five years since amateur. He's 22, so that's three more years than he's even been born. Five years before he even knew what boxing was. So I have uh, I have a lot more experience in 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 the mind than he does, and I think that's what uh, win the fight.
2: Does he know about the dog?
3: Not yet. He will on the 28th.
2: Can you teach a dog new tricks? Is the dog evolving? Where are we at at age 30? Uh,
3: you 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 got you got to do stuff new and it's not really new you knew everything that you that's coming anyway you knew that uh I can box I can bang and we saw that in in, in a few of my fights Marco Antonio Rubio is one of them I boxed him like it was nobody's business I banged Avni Urim right in the pocket where he's one where he wanted to be and over and beat him so nothing is nothing that anybody can think they say they see can see when they, when you're in that ring it's a totally different story
2: what's the difference between Anthony the father family man and and, and the, the dog the two time world champion
3: uh, i'm not a dog i'm a, i'm a family man i'm a loving husband i love my kids to death i love my wife it's I, i'm a family man if if i don't have them there is no me And the dog is is just a boxing name. It's just uh, entertainment.
2: You have 35 pro fights. You've been a world champion two times. You've only lost once and it was by majority decision. You avenged the one draw on your record. Do people still sleep on you this many years into your career?
3: I think so. I think they say uh, I haven't fought anybody, which i fought champions uh, that – I fought washed up people, but these were guys that, you know, some people looked up to at at one time. You got to figure Badu Jack, I mean, he beat me by majority decision. Uh, I I gave him one of the toughest fights he ever had. uh, After that, he became multiple world champion. Saki Obika, he went to war with everybody, to Joe Kawasaki, to Andre Ward, and he gave him a tough fight. I think I knocked him down for the second time in his career, which like I said, one other person has did that. But, I mean, you got Marco Antonio Rubio, you got I mean, you got a, a lot of lot of talent that I have fought. And and I mean, you can sleep on me. I'm, a, I'm fine with that. I'd rather take the... Uh, I'd rather take the riches before the fame. Let's
2: talk about this green belt in your lap. How differently do you feel or carry yourself when you're the champ as opposed to when we talked to you? you know, six
3: months ago? I mean, you don't, you don't really carry yourself no different. You're the champion. You accomplish something. You And you look forward to defending. You look forward to being great. And that's what I am. I, I'm looking forward to being great after this fight. And... I don't think material things can change the person that you are. You change for the good or for the better, and that's what it's about.
2: How have you
3: changed in the last six months? Uh, I changed a lot. I mean, more interviews, traveling a lot more. Uh, I got a, a big team behind me uh, just doing stuff for my city, for the Flint water crisis, I, I, everything. I mean, I, I think I'm becoming the man that I – thought i will be when i was a kid
2: what changed what 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 changed the sort of like to inject you with that maturity
3: just knowing that life is short and if you accomplish something as big as i accomplished this then you know you live your life you you enjoy it for that time being and and don't let nobody tell you that it's not yours or you can't do this or you can't do that because you can. And and, and I'm living proof of that.
2: This fight is unique in that, like we established, you're fighting the former champion who never lost that belt. So how much does that change the mindset that you expect your opponent to have?
3: Uh, It doesn't change the the mindset. It's still, you know, you stick to a game plan that you work on in the gym and you execute that game plan. If you do that, you'll come out victorious at the end of the night.
2: How do your styles what type of potential
3: does this fight have to be with, with considering the two styles you guys bring in? Uh, like I say, we're we're both come forward fighters. We're we're gonna fight until one of us go down or until the end of the twelfth round. That's how tough we are, we both are. And I know I, I got a little bit more grit in me than he does, but like I say, we'll we'll see that on September twenty eighth. Styles make fights.
2: You guys come in with the same mindset to, to, to fight, to to, to to brawl to go for it. What's gonna separate you?
3: Who's in a better condition? At the end of the day, that's that's what it all comes down to, especially when you're in a fight like that. If you're fighting and non stop punching, it's who in a better condition, who can take the shots better, who can last the twelve rounds of of fighting. Is he more dangerous because he thinks the belt no, I don't think so. I'm dangerous, too. Uh, people think I can't hit, but I'm, I assure you I can hit. And, like, the 28th, he'll find out that my punches are not soft. <laughs>
2: Tell me about your history of, of seeing him, of going face-to-face with him. What's, what's it been like
3: between you two? Oh, it's been, it's been cordial. It, it, it's been okay, but it's... Come fight night, you know it's a business at the end of the day. I have no, no, nothing against him, but at the end of the day, I don't like him when I get in that ring. So I, I'm going to knock him out. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, but outside the ring, he's a good guy. His family, his family is excellent. We even shook hands at the press conference. It, it's it's no hard feelings at this point. But when they get in the ring, it's, he's trying to take my head off, and I'm trying to take his off.
2: All right, we. You've been through this process before. This face-to-face, your chance before the fight to really feel out your opponent. What do you hope to happen when you sit across from David? What do you What are you looking to gain from this?
3: You know, uh, you got to win. You got to win somewhere. It got to be three wins in, before the fight happens. You know, press conference, weigh-ins, and then the fight. So that's uh that's the three three things that you have to win to 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 even get in his head,
2: you feel like being with him being a young guy. With you having the experience that that you can you can break him, you can outguile him, outthink him, get get into his head.
3: Definitely, definitely. Uh, it, that that's uh, I think that's what everybody thinks. Uh, that that uh, you know, you got to get into someone's head before, like you say, before you even get in there, but. That's what I'm looking for. I'm getting into his head, getting him off his cue to, to, to get to here. And once I do that, you know, I want to fight before I even got in there.
2: What should fans expect September 28th when you two meet
3: in the ring. A heck of a fight. You, know, you, uh, you don't got your tickets to the fight. You need to get them. If you can't make it to the fight, order the pay-per-view because this is a main event in itself. The main event is a main event. But we can headline our own car and we're gonna be
0: action packed on this car. All right, Rafe. Uh strong words there from the dog. He's ready.
1: Yeah, he's at you, the so, second so half. You, he's in the second two, half. Go ahead. Right. You've had a lot of well you've had you've been you've been you've done two face to faces with Anthony Durrell. You you're getting to know him a little bit. Tell me, sell me on this because it, look, I'll be—I will be, I'll be a little bit of a devil's advocate and a little bit of just like a straight-up hater. I—I've seen this guy fight. I don't know how many times. They all blend together. He, he's not fun to watch. He's a, hes a good, smart, intelligent, skilled boxer, but I, I don't care i i'm at i'm at a, i don't care point with this guy there's a i've fatigue. seen too much saki Obika, too much paribon
0: too much jay love I'm, I'm 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 out you know I, I lost all faith you're not supposed to meet your heroes you're not supposed to meet fighters you think you don't like because then you may end up finding out that they're pretty cool dudes um i get why there's just fatigue and people not giving the drills their due and, and just kind of being done with some of the drama of it I didn't love Anthony Durrell watching him until I met him. Good ass dude and uh good family man. And you look back at his resume, okay, he didn't didn't beat world beaters at sixty eight, a lot of those guys were done at that point, but only has one defeat, has held the title twice, can bang if he has to, can box better than people give him credit. I mean this is gonna be a tough ass fight for him. He seems to know that, but uh I think he's had a better career looking back than people realize. But yeah, it's a lot of beaker fights. All right. nothing wrong with that, but you're not getting much bigger than that. But uh, Rafe, okay. Dave, yeah, yeah, you're 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 done.
1: No, I'm, I think I'm with it. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Because like one one thing you said there that got me a little, got a little rise out of me. It was like, hmm, maybe this is maybe this is the 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 chance. This is the maybe Darrell is just gonna be like, F it. I I need to fight my ass off to beat this guy because he's big, young, powerful, scary, and it's the kind of thing where. He could turn me around, make me regret all of my hateration over all these years by putting in a great fight in a winning or losing effort and make me like, man, I, I, I was missing it all along. So I hope it happens.
0: Yeah, I do. I do. Durell a good dude, by the way, with the whole Flint water crisis. Big in his community there, uh, helping out what's going on there as well. Oh, let's talk to David Benavidez. He's, he's had a heck of an early rise there, winning the title very young. A fun fighter. Of course we know how he lost this title and now he will get a chance to fight it again. Let's hear about his preparation and turning his image around ahead of this fight. Enjoy.
2: Uh David, this is a pretty damn big fight here. Um, whose WBC belt is that? You know, it's my WBC
4: belt, you know, I'm the rifle under the belt. But you know, um I had a vacated Anthony Durrell fought Ildrum for it. They fought for the vacant title. So, you know, um Anthony Durrell is a rifle champion right now, you know, but it's it ma- it's gonna make it much more sweeter when I go in there and take it from the champion
2: can you talk us through the circumstances and how you lost your time it was um
4: you know it just i i I uh came out dirty for a, a you know drug um drug use you know um I felt like it was a mistake that hurt me even more because it was just the error I made outside the ring that basically took away all my life's work you know and everything was taken away in a blink of an eye I don't yeah, I don't mind it. Now I've gotten over it, but you know, it's just, it's brought me closer to my father. You know, I, I've learned a lot more life lessons now, so I feel like it's made me more mature. I'm still 22 years old, so you know, I'm, I'm, I've matured a lot through the past year. You know, we're just ready to go back in there, go to war, get the title But Uh, would you say you've turned this whole thing that, into a positive? You've turned negative into a Yeah, basically. You know, um, you know, I'm not going to beat myself over about what happened. You know, that was a future. I mean, that was, that was a past. The only thing is going on now at the futures. I'm I'm fighting for a world title, you know. You know, so I'm back in the position I left off at. So, you know, I feel like everything is going good.
2: All right. Most people don't win a world title at the age you did, or come into this pay-per-view co-main event at just 22. What makes you different than other? people? What Makes me different is a,
4: is the the uh the velocity, the speed, the power I come in at. You know, um, a lot of people are, are that are my age, you know, they're scared to be at this level. You know, I don't mind this level one bit. I love being right here. I love, I love everything that comes with
2: it. Why aren't you scared at this level? Why is this natural for you to, you know, walk a 20 and fight for a world title?
4: You know, I've been training my whole life, and I've always, I've always had that thought in my head that I could be world champion. I can have anything in my, I can have anything in life if I train hard enough for it. You know, I've always, I've trained with the best. I've been in there with the best, and you know, I feel like it's just my time to shine. I've been patient, and now it's my time.
2: moment in your backstory, in your youth, in your upbringing, or or, or something that you feel has prepared you for this life, to be a boxing world champion, to be this guy?
4: You know, my whole life has been a fight, you know what I mean? I've been, when I used to weigh, when I I was 14 years old, I used to weigh 260 pounds. (laughs) Everybody doubted me. The only people that, you know, had belief in me was my father, my mother, my brother. You know, nobody thought I was ever going to be nothing. Every time I'd go in the gym, people would just laugh at me. You know, saying you're never going to be nothing. You should just give up. You did not tell my father, you know, you're wasting your time with this kid. So, you know, I feel like I've always had to prove everybody wrong. I've always I've always known I could be a world champion. And I just, I, I worked my ass off to get here, and I'm not going to let nobody take it from me. What was the turning point for you in, in shedding the weight, taking this sport seriously? Just everybody laughing at me, you know. Everybody telling me I can't be something I know I could be. You know, it's just... I had worked my whole life, and for people to actually like treat me like I'm nothing, and like, like boxing is not, not, not for me. You know, it just it just really hurt me. So I feel like, man, we gotta we gotta show these people what I really am. All right, when when this
2: episode, you know, when it starts, there's gonna be a picture of you. They're gonna show highlights of you to get people to be. Like, oh, I know that guy. Inevitably, they're gonna show the por- the the Vieira knockout, or the I mean the the um Medina Medina. Sorry, the Porky Medina knockout. Um, it's like a nine punch knockout. I've never seen anything like it. T- tell me about that
4: ending of that fight. You know, the, 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 that fight was so special for me because there was so much on the line. There was a great veteran in the, in the ring with me. Nobody thought I was going to beat, let alone knock out. You know, I trained, I trained my hardest for that fight and you know, I told everybody I was going to knock the guy out. It took the absolute best out of me to come out that night and to knock him out. You know, it was just leading up to that moment, you know, I'm like, I was thinking in my head, I'm, I got to make this special. I got to leave a stamp on this fight. And that's exactly what I did, you know, that's a fight that people will be talking about way after I'm retired. You know, it was just a spectacular knockout. You don't see knockouts like that every day. All right, on the flip side here, who, who is Anthony Durrell
2: at age thirty
4: four? Anthony Durell is still a rugged tough veteran, you know. Um he's been in the sport since since I was a little kid. He's been a professional. I remember watching him when I was a little kid. He's been through a lot of diversity himself, so I respect him in that sense. But you know, I just wanna go in there, I wanna I wanna tear him apart. You know, I want to show him who I am, and I want him—I want to make him remember me, you know, by dismantling him in the ring.
2: Before his last fight, when he won the vacant title, he was honest with us, and he said, "You know, retirement could be in the near future for me." When you hear a fighter say that, and yet now he's world champion, is there something to that? Negative?
4: No, I think he's just been in this in 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 the sport a long time, and he just knows the hard work and dedication it takes to 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 stay in that level. You know, I feel like seeing me, he knows I trained this hard, he knows I dedicate myself hundred percent. So he knows what's coming to him. You know, so I feel like if he, if he says that, you know, he's gonna retire after this fire in a couple fights, he knows what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen? I'm gonna win by knockout, I'm gonna take my belt back.
2: Uh not every fight has to be personal. You don't have to hate each other. What's it what's it what's it been like for you guys standing across from each other, you know, negotiating for a fight? What's what's the personal level? You know, um, uh,
4: like I said, every every fight you step into is always personal. You know, it's, it doesn't mean you guys always have to trash talk every time you see each other. I mean, Anthony Durell has just been a gentleman. You know, I have to see him a couple times. So, you know, it's not, you know, having that animosity towards each other and wanting to fight each other every time you see him. You know, it's a little, it's a little, it takes a lot of energy, <laughs> you know. But like I said, once I step into that ring, there's going to be no love for one, one another. What triggers for you when you step into that ring and, and it becomes go time. What changes personally? You know, w- the things that trigger me are the, are the is the crowd, the music, walking in, seeing all the people, the roars, the chanting, fans applauding. You know what I mean? Um, just being in there, knowing that it's going to be an amazing night and it's going to be a great night. All the hard work had been done in the gym, so now it's just time to it's time to show
2: out. All right, Anthony told us he, he expects straight up a, a war, and a full on action fight with you. And that it's going to be his stamina that will separate you two. How do you respond to that? We're a, we've are
4: we always been known to have stamina, too. You know, so if he says he has stamina, we're going to have stamina, too. So it's just going to be an all-out war.
2: Can, in your opinion, what ultimately would separate you guys if, if this becomes a you know, type of action fight? I think my
4: age, my, uh, my relentlessness, my body shots, my jabs, head movement. You know, the hunger of wanting to be this world champion again. You know, he's already a champion. I need to go get my belt back. You came back against J. Leon Hub a
2: few months back. What
4: were you looking to say with that performance? I was just trying to let everybody know I'm back there. You know, I'm back here. You know, I never left. And um, i seen an opportunity with the 50,000 people, you know, and I took advantage of that. All right, like, Darrell, you come from a boxing family. Are there more
2: similarities and differences between you guys?
4: Um, you know, I really don't know much about him. You know, I feel like, uh, I know he has a brother that boxes. I feel like a lot of, a lot of the top fighters, uh, have a lot of similarities towards each other. You know, all we do is eat, sleep, think boxing. You know, that's all we do. We breathe boxing. You know, we study boxing. If you want to be the best fighter and you want to be an elite fighter, then all fighters are the same at that level, you know? You're going to get a lot of publicity being in a co-main event for such a big pay-per-view fight. What do you hope people learn about you? I just, you know, by the, time I, by the time my career is done, I just want to let everybody know that I was, a, you know, I was the best super middleweight of my generation. I want to say, I want people to say that he fought the best and he was the baddest man on the planet at that
2: time. I almost feel like from some of the words you say that like you fight with a chip on your shoulder, is that something you can identify with? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's always been like that
4: since I was a little kid. You know, I just, I just a lot of people never really believed in me. You know, the people who have only believed in me were the people close to me. You know, I didn't have a big amateur career. You know, I just had a lot of wars in the gym, you know, and a lot of people never thought I was going to be anything. You know, a lot of people here from my hometown, you know, they just said that, oh, that's Jose Benavides' his little brother. That's all he's going to be. He's never going to make a name for himself. So I've always grown. I've always trained with that hatred and that anger. You know, I just wanted to show everybody who I am. I want to be my own self, and I want to be David Benavides, and I want people to remember
2: me forever. My final question is: You know, we're going to go face to face with Darrell. You're going to be sitting right across from, him, looking him in the eye. To some, this is a fight before the fight. You can, you can win this. You can gain something from this. What are you hoping to gain from this experience? I just want,
4: when I sit down and I stare at him face to face, I want him to see what he's really going to go up against. He's going to go up against an animal. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to back down from him. He's not going to back down from me. But I want him to know that I'm going to be the last man standing.
2: Quick question. Yeah, just quick question for you. Like, When you were stripped of your belt, you have probably been waiting for this moment on September 28th since that moment, that that's what you were looking for, that opportunity to win your belt back. As you now see all these days have passed, what's on your mind as you think about that moment you were stripped of it and knowing you're back here to get your
4: belt back? I'm just thinking about everything, every, everything everybody said about me. You know, this guy's not going to be nothing. He never will become, uh, be where he once was. You know, I've seen this, I've seen this moment in my dreams. You know, I think about it all day, every day. You know, I just, I see the glory out there and I'm going to go get it. You know, um, I feel like my fans, all the people supporting me, my family, not only, not only I deserve the belt, but they all deserve the belt. You know, um, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to take it. I'm going to bring it back for my people. I need it think that you let them down when you were stripped of your belt. Oh, of course, you know, of course. A lot of people have believed in me. It wasn't just me that – that's what I came to realize, that it's not just me out there. It's the people that support me and my family. You know, I just I, – I can't I, – I have to stop being selfish. Now I have to think about them before I even think about myself because at the end of the day, they get hurt too. You know, not me, not knowing, you know, what I do has a big effect on everybody. I have to look at the bigger picture now, and it really affects everybody more than myself. You
2: know, I – when I saw your brother fight Terence Crawford, he carried like this swagger that was like, "Damn, this guy's gonna come in here and try to win it." I see that same stratus swagger in you. Where does that come from? It just,
4: you know, um, just knowing in your heart that you're you're the best. You know, a lot of people counted my brother out with Terence Crawford, and that was probably the hardest fight that Terence Crawford has ever had. You know, my uh, uh, my brother got knocked down the last round, but he was fighting the whole fight. You know, what I mean, it's just something we we've. we've We've learned to grow. Uh, we learned to carry with us throughout our whole career. We're not going to come and we're not going to take no for an answer. We're not, if somebody says they're going to beat us, you know, we're not going to take the that answer. That's unacceptable. You know, we got a warrior's mentality and we're going to fight all the way to the end.
0: All right, Rafe. I love me some David Benavidez as a fighter. Punches and bunches, all action, showing you that he's going to have a great career. I mean, there's a lot there to work with, Rafe. I... I guess I'm coming to terms on the mistakes he's made in his life and his understanding of them. And I feel like he's ready to show you how good he can be. And I almost feel like he may end up being just a younger primer version of Darrell in the end.
1: Yes. And look, I don't even, I, I'm not even that mad at him, right? I, he, <laughs> he, he, he tested positive for cocaine. Okay. That's not great as a, doesn't say great. That That's not the best, That's not the number one thing you want to hear about a fighter. It's also not the worst thing I would you could hear about a fighter. Um, he serves a suspension until he looks bad in the ring or does something. I don't know. Like I'm just not mad at the guy. Like I'm glad he's back. Uh, Like we could have been partying a long time ago. Yeah, yeah.
0: You're like, all right, all right. I'm down with that. But uh, there seems to be an edge to the Benavides that I really like. You know, his brother's tough as balls. Their dad. Almost starts a lot of fights for them, just uh that's why you you gotta see, by the way. You gotta see Benavidez and Caleb Plant eventually. We gotta build to that and we are. We are Rafe. So there's a well, big beef there, and that's a great fight.
1: It is and is the is there beef between David Benavidez and Caleb Plant? Or I mean, did it start there or did it really start with Jose Benavidez getting into it with Plant at that at a gym in Vegas and then The whole family, you know, of course, of course. Now, especially with them both being in the championship conversation in the same division, there's going to be, I want me some Plant, but that is...
0: Anyway, it's a good fight. I'm glad there's some emotions behind it. Uh, Rafe, do you think the rest of this division is potentially looking at Plant like a Ryan Garcia incorrectly? Oh, I I think if they're looking at him like
1: uh, a guy who... Yeah, who would be as easy to beat for as Ryan Garcia would be to beat for the best guys at 135 pounds. Yes, they're making a mistake. Caleb Plant belongs there. He is, a he great is back very, foot.
0: very good. Yeah, great back foot What's game. What's that? Great back foot game, indeed. And, and we
1: see he can punch a little bit better than we thought in some of those uh, fights he had coming up when he wasn't getting a ton of – Fans like spectacular stoppages. Uh, putting Uzkitagi down twice was, was pretty impressive. But uh, I think they do kind of dislike him as good as he is. Caleb Plant just has he has that. I mean, you you tell me how to use the term, Brian. He has that wrestling heat, right? I mean, you just see him, and you're kind of like, I don't like this mother. Like this guy, this pretty. <laughs> he he's too pretty. He's arrogant. Yeah, he yes. you know, and look, these are all. Not bad qualities to have for a celebrity athlete or a boxer, but still just from an observer, you're like, nah, I'm not, I'm not with this. This guy swears, this guy swears he is this stuff and I want to see someone put some bruises on that pretty face.
0: Indeed, indeed, Rafe. Uh, we got to get into the weekend. We got to get out of the show. Are you ready to care? I don't know if you're going to care much this weekend.
1: <laughs> I, I don't. I, I will do my best to uh, to care. All
0: right. It's going to start Thursday night in the zone, Rafe. I think this is one of them Eddie Hearn Italian cards from Florence. When Orlando <laughs> Fior Diglio, straight from the Duomo, he land, Orlando Fior Diglio will take on Sam Eggington. Didn't he once send Paulie the hail? Ten rounds, said, junior middleweight. He wave.
1: sent Paulie into boxing retirement before yeah. Paulie came back for bare-knuckle boxing glory.
0: Don't be bragging about his side piece, Rafe. Yo, relax. So oh, we had a sound, soundboard error there. Uh, all right, Rafe, you're not going to care about that. How about Friday Night Showbox from Midland, Texas? Michael Duchover against Thomas Matisse. 10- <laughs> it's got to be Duchover, right? <laughs> no, Duchover. <laughs> Am I trying to butcher are that you, as you Listening him? to
1: Musical Youth singing "Pass the Ducci."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a lot. Of, no, no there. no panaster. Sorry for the uh, soundboard issues. Uh, nobody cares, right, Riff, But I, I don't know. Do you care? You know I
1: care a little bit. This sounds like a good one on a slow weekend. A good a show, at least showbox. You can expect to see some 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 real talent on the screen, and and whether or not it's it's prime. No, it's not prime, but it's something. I'm with it. You get to you get to hang with Barry Tompkins and
0: and Marquez, Steve Barhood. I'm I'm with that. Yeah, I'm with that team as well. Uh, Friday night, Las Vegas Mayweather promotions Facebook stream. Lionel Thompson and Scott Sigmund, ten rounds, light heavyweights.
1: Yo, didn't Scott Sigmund fight Roy Jones like yeah, a year or two yeah,
0: ago? Yeah, he fought somebody. Uh, good else luck, L Train. Yeah, I don't I don't want to talk about that. All right. Wow, this weekend blows, Rafe. Saturday night, F S one, PBC on F S one from Bakersfield, California. Can't hate on this fight, Rafe. You can't. Kid Chocolate Peter Quillin against Alfredo Angulo. Twelve round super middleweights. It might end up being sloppy. It might be a blowout for the kid. Uh yeah, Angulo's way over his head and weight here at sixty eight, Rafe.
1: The weight, yeah, none of that sounds good for um Perro Angulo. What are you going to do? I don't. It, it, it. Good for kid chocolate. The 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 True Axe fight fell apart. He gets to do this. I, it's weird, man. The 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 whole look, I think it's good that it's good for fighters that PBC has these these weird side divisions. These almost made up divisions going with names that used to mean more than they do today and, and we're still paying them. I don't know that I, as a fan, really want to see every single one of these fights, but I'm not mad that they exist.
0: Indeed, Rafe. Indeed. Uh, What's your favorite Angulo win? Because we know him more for Mm -hmm. his L's. And, of course, the insane heart he showed in round one against – or not, sorry, against James Kirkland in general and how, like, eventually the husk of him was still out there in that fight trying trying to throw back and he had nothing. Angulo may have shot – a load worse <laughs> a than any road. other yes. fighter
1: in the history of mankind
0: did in that first round. He, he really, really shot the L. But remember when he beat up on that bum, Harry Joe Yorgi in Hartford, <laughs> that Connecticut? That was a funny one. What,
1: yeah, what was uh, the, That was an HBO undercard or something. Yeah, Chad Dawson, Glenn it.
0: Johnson, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't mean to say yeah. that, that that slander about Harry Joe Yorgi, but uh, he, he sent that man <laughs> to hell, Rafe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just a good name, Harry Joe Yorgi, too. Yeah, yeah. Is he a yeah. Youngstown bloke? I know he's an Ohio guy.
0: Uh, I'm actually trying to research him now, but these, this Wi-Fi is never, never wants to help me, Rafe. Uh, yeah, Harry Joe. Well, he retired 27-2 two and two. Last fought in 2014. Rafe got KO'd by Jermell Charlo and then stopped there by Angulo. He's 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 very credible, Rafe. In the end, all right. So
1: Very credible, yeah. He's up there with uh, my guy. What's his name? <laughs> White Delight, Mike something, Mike Nichols or whatever. His name. Mike Nichols, I think, is like a playwright or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, co-main event: Chris Colbert, Chris Colbert against Miguel Beltran Jr. Ten rounds lightweights. We're not caring about that. But are you moved by Thomas DeLorme versus Terrell Williams? Ten rounds welterweights, right?
1: No, no, <laughs> I'm not. There's a lot. What is this? Like a top, like top thirty welterweights.
0: I don't even know about that anymore to be honest. But uh we got a Gary Russell brother on the end, Gary Antonio and Gary Anton. So uh both of them, I like both of them by the way. I like the Gary Russell brothers. I don't have like a ton yeah, of I, info to they're, give they're, you about each one separately, but I've seen them and I like them.
1: I did man there was that graphic that they put out a few week uh, like a few month like a month or so ago with like they named they like try <laughs> explaining all the different the differences between the Russells—that was pretty funny. I can't—I I, got to look it up because this is not, this is not helping anyone. But it was—it was fantastic. Take my word for it, Brian. Uh,
0: also on Saturday, Mexicali, Mexico. Facebook watch. Is this a Golden Boy production? Joseph Jojo Diaz Jr. in the main event against Jesus Quadro, Ten rounds, junior lightweights. Yeah.
1: You got to stay busy, I guess. I'll what what color is Jojo Diaz's hair these yeah.
0: days? Yeah. We need to see him against Tevin Farmer, don't we?
1: That would be nice, but I, I I know that you listened to Chris Mannix's podcast with with Lou Bella last week, and it, Lou did not. I mean, he sounded very open to making that fight, but also didn't seem super confident that that was coming as no. fast as we believe but it Unhinged
0: should. Unhinged Lou, pre, uh, you know, broken apart from PBC is a great podcast. Great. It
1: is great to have Lou De Bella back on the boxing truth speaker mode because which he had to sort of step back from while he was a, more of a company man working helping to promote pbc fights in new york for all that time now that now that lou is off the off the leash again we get we get to hear him <laughs> popping off a little bit It it you is know, he fun. did a
0: little bit of tv work that time with epics i thought he was really good in that third man role i'd see lou uh, on tv i mean
1: Epics put put good money in a lot of great broadcasters'
0: <laughs> pockets. Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, Saturday in Kempton Park, South Africa. It's a cruiserweight bout, bro, so this is up Isn't your alley. Kevin Lorena fighting? Kevin Lorena against Sefer Safari, Rafe. It's oh, sur- in. surfing safari so time. And, in. In, uh, yeah, um, no TV, Rafe, no TV,
1: no surprise. Oh. Look, look, they, there may be TV. This guy, have you ever se- – have you seen this guy on Twitter, Tim Hawk? He – this guy finds – streams on Facebook of like every fight. He's the guy who found the the woman streaming Horn Zarafa from, the, <laughs> from, the, from her seat in the audience. This guy, he publishes a list and pins it every week of all the different local Facebook streams to watch crazy, terrible – club fights all over the world it's pretty amazing I don't know how he does it
0: double double indeed all right that's the show for this week all right we don't care much about this weekend special thanks to our guests David Benavidez the dog Anthony Durrell can't wait for that one uh Rafe any you got a story you got a tidbit a nugget from your life anything Rafe you want to share with the people
1: I right, man, my life got nothing going it right now. I don't know what to tell you, Brian.
0: All right, you, you preparing for the Detroit winter? I feel like it's like waiting in line to go to a funeral, right?
1: Well, come on, Brian. You like, It ain't going to be that much worse than Connecticut where you live. Give me a break, yeah. son. I let my inner uh,
0: yearn for the California shores. Uh, hey, you enjoy your nor'easters out there. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, special thanks to the Irish crew, the Alex Godinez crew, the K crew. All of you out there listening to the show, how are you? How are you feeling, Brian, about your relationship with Tyson Fury after last week? Are you coming? Are you getting back to normal? Are you getting I, back to baseline? You know, as a fan, even separate from journalism, I was I- impressed by his performance and happy that he was able to gut it out like that and didn't have it taken from him and kind of had to really earn it. But no, uh, no, uh, you know, not no yet. second chances. There, there may be. I won't, I won't jack off. Ron's you game. I a jackass. 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 Ray, don't bring. I'm no, no, out. out. All right. Don't bring your voodoo about this fight not happening. It. It. it will. Cannot wait for it. Wilder Fury 2. Hey, that's the show this week, all right? <laughs> you ain't doing it, so be quiet. Either you want to watch it or you don't want to watch it. That's what you should say. Be quiet. Yeah, listen to Stop it. it. Back five, in your box. Five star review season upon us. Uh, for Ray Bugs, this is BC. Ray, if you want to give him a. Kiss?
3: We out.